Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson. I'm joined for Stu's today with Stu Kedwell, the co-head of North American Equities at RBC Global Asset Management. Stu, great to have you back on Tuesday. Great. Thanks for having me, Dave. And thanks for everyone who's listening for their time. So we're, uh, we're, we're going to have more of a, a wide-ranging discussion uh, today. Uh, a lot of interesting things going on in markets. And, and maybe we'll start with uh, with, with sort of the action that we've seen through September, which is almost a reversal of some of the action we were seeing in markets in, in August, which was some of these big high-flying tech names really took off in, in, in August away from the broader market and have kind of come back to earth. What are, what are you seeing going on there, Stu? Yeah, I think that's, uh, that, that uh, characterization is bang on. We've seen, uh, we've seen the likes of uh, Apple and Amazon and a few of the other uh, very dominant companies uh, uh, correct in the last a couple of weeks, uh, but they had moved very aggressively in the last uh, two weeks of August, um, and uh, you know, so I don't I don't really view those types of share prices coming under a bit of a correction uh, as uh, as necessarily a big warning sign. Uh, you know, like there was a day when Apple split its uh, share price and it opened very strongly on the share price. A split, which uh, you know, we know, we know from you know just the math of it. If you have a pizza and you make six slices instead of twelve slices, it's still the same size pizza. But there was just so much enthusiasm in that last uh, couple of weeks of August. So, so there's been a bit of a correction there, but nothing that um, nothing that is untoward at this uh, at this juncture. Um, you know, investors, uh, you know, we've talked about this in the past, and it's accelerated a little bit in the last uh, week. Uh, you know, there, there's some political uncertainty around, you know, will the Democrats and the Republicans, you know, what will happen in the election? Will they agree on some stimulus? Uh, what's gone on in the U.S. judiciary system has only complicated matters. Um, you know, there's not a lot of uh, goodwill between the two sides here. And, um, you know, we have had, uh, you know, Jay Powell, the uh, Fed the governor, uh, head of the Board of Governors that came out and said, that there's no question that the stimulus checks that uh, have arrived in the last three or four months were very important to the health of the economy. And, um, you know, people have some concern about about a, a stimulus package uh, in the next couple of months around the election. So they've taken uh, they've taken that uncertainty into markets a little bit. But, um, you know, just because something hasn't happened doesn't mean it won't happen. And um, and, you know, that's kind of what we're evaluating uh, going forward. The one thing I would note, and uh, you know, we can we can take it in a couple of directions, but you know, while some of the strong stocks have corrected, the broader market hasn't fared as badly in this uh, correction uh, as uh, as you might think, and um, and we take that to be a, a little bit of a better sign uh, while we go through this. Yeah, you know, the, the the last time I recall seeing a market that uh, that looked like like this, and 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 mind you. I, I, I don't think I, I want to make the direct comparison uh, in terms of the outcome, but I, I recall back in the, uh, the high days of, uh, of the tech bubble, back in late 1999 and 2000, you had a group of, of, of companies that ended up being very, very good companies, companies that are household names today, but were, were, were newer companies and had incredibly high valuations uh, and were going higher. The broader market was just kind of coasting along at a at a nice clip, but uh, overshadowed by those high flyers, and then ultimately those high flyers corrected. But the the broader market uh, from 
you know, uh, spring of 2000 to September 11th in 2001 actually fared pretty well. Is, 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 is that kind of in a, on a smaller scale what we're seeing going on, or is that just a, a silly comparison between two very different times? No, I think, it's, I think it's a pretty valid comparison. Like there's a lot of businesses whose valuation is quite reasonable in the grand scheme of things where dividends are very strong. Uh, you know, we were having a discussion yesterday with a company that uh, yields north of 5% and, and uh, you know, we've looked at what they've done to reshape their business for, for what they think is in store in the next couple of years. And, and you, can see, you can see like a double digit uh, potential in their share price plus the dividend and uh, you know, not that the business has been left for dead, but it's not it's not as in, it's not as exciting as you know some of the businesses that are directly benefiting from what's gone on in the COVID environment. And um, you know, your your analogy is a good one because when I sit and think back to you know the period of say 2000, 2001, and 2002, you know, a bunch of insurance companies came public in Canada, and they could barely they could barely get the deals done at book value. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, while there was, you know, some companies that were struggling under the weight of very high expectations during that period of time, there was a new bull market starting and a bunch of companies that had very attractive valuations and were, and were uh, spitting off a lot of cash and, and, uh, and, you know, that's kind of the way, you know, the market works. Uh, you know, sometimes some things are, are too much in, in fad and sometimes other things get, get left behind and that leaves the opportunity to to rotate the money around to try and to try and compound the total portfolio at a better rate over time. So um, you know admittedly like right now everything everything stands a near term chance of being a little bumpier with uh, the uncertainties that we've talked about on on the economic and political and healthcare front but there are lots of businesses that are well capitalized and and prepared to do quite well once uh, once this environment settles down. Yeah, and I, I think it's important for investors who who may have been watching some of these high-flying stocks uh, with with sort of a fear of missing out uh, and 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 now watching you know the major indices come down a bit uh, but but be aware of your own portfolio because uh, you could be doing very well and and I think for w- would you say Stu that th- this this is the kind of environment that you, um, that you prefer as an investment manager, or or is it is it really the the, the key for you to just be adaptable and 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 manage through uh, through any type type of circumstance? Well, I, I feel that you know, knock on wood, I feel that our investment process lends itself to a variety of environments because we don't spend a lot of time trying to predict exactly what will take place. We try and spend a lot of time thinking about what could take place. And what's priced into different assets at different times. So, like you would rarely see someone on our team say, "You know, I think this stock's going to be a double in three years." What you would see is these are the conditions required for it to double in the next three years, and do we think that's likely or possible? And um, and those are the types of that's the type of investment process that we run across the firm. So, you know, when when you get into these environments, like some businesses, the range of outcomes required for their success are, are narrow right now because their share prices have gone up so high. And um, and when you have an expensive stock, the it can be a successful company or it can can be a good company, can still be a successful stock, but they need to thread a, a smaller and smaller needle in order for that to take place. And there's other businesses that get left behind and management's busy doing all these things on your behalf. And it's just a matter of time before they're recognized and and um, and you get very good risk adjusted returns in those types of situations. So, 
Um, you know, knock on wood, I, I don't mind most environments, but yeah, in this type of an environment where volatility picks up a little bit and, and there's lots of different uncertainty, there's lots of things for analysts to work on. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's not, these times aren't always as enjoyable for unit holders, but they're usually, you know, pretty enjoyable for intermediate term investors. And, uh, and, and we like that. Excellent. Well, that's uh, that. That uh, wasn't expecting to go in this direction, but that was some uh, some interesting insight in terms of uh, of setting up uh, processes and having a discipline process uh, that is that is adaptable and flexible enough to work in a lot of different environments, uh, so that you can benefit, uh, you know, regardless of the direction markets go. So, Stu, that was uh, fantastic. Thanks again. Thanks, Dave.